Amazing vibes, amazing vibes. This is episode one of Space Station Affirmation coming in live on Medi Island. Welcome to the island, baby. I'm here with Blake. Uh, he's talking about this Anchor app. And so I was like, dude, I'm going to download it and we're starting the episode right now. Yeah, man, it's good. You know, week one of You Nation, working from home. It's amazing. We have a little uh, lunch period here. I'm going to be sipping some iced coffee, eating some of this crazy breakfast stir fry with some hummus, and uh, just talking about intention, catching up with Blake. Uh, good to see him. Like, fireplace is rolling. It's amazing vibes. Thank you. It's an honor, Eddie. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, for anyone who's listening, if, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, we highly recommend checking out this app, Anchor. You can actually record a podcast straight from your phone. It's a great way to just give your chance, give yourself a chance to, to hear your own thoughts and to think out loud. And that's exactly what it's been for us so far. And so today, Eddie, I'm just going to start with a question that I think will will help us dive a little bit deeper. Uh, Let's see. You mentioned the idea of maximizing your time. Mm. What does that idea mean to you, and how are you currently applying it to your life? Thank you for asking, man. I'm going to nibble on some of this uh, stir-fry as I'm answering, but uh, we're here. Uh, You know, man, for me, like, it's kind of simple, but it's it's a hard, you know, keep it simple, stupid, the kiss. Like, that's what they say, but... You know, for me, it's listening to YouTube beats while I work and then kind of, like, listening and writing, like, one or two lines on the side, you know what I mean? Like, in between tabs. It's listening to to music and writing and singing in the shower. It's it's writing while I'm driving Uber Eats or, or, you know, going around town. It's realizing that we are multidimensional, multifaceted people and that we don't have to work one way. And, you know, we're we're taught that, man. Like, I mean, a lot of the times, different places I've worked... um, my value has been measured with different metrics that don't really apply properly to who I am. And so now I don't, I'm lucky enough to be able to show people what I do with what I do rather than waiting for them to kind of like approve it before it happens. Mm, that's a really cool idea. You know, the, the idea mm. of being a multidimensional being mm. and the multifaceted nature of the human experience and just how many different core elements are right. intersecting at any different moment. Um, it, it, it really just uh, is an, an exemplifying, you know, core principle that I think is present within the nature of, of individuals who are highly creative. Mm. And furthermore, I want to take a moment to to reaffirm an idea that we've been playing with lately is the idea that all humans are creative beings, right? Whether we realize it or not, creativity is a force that, that is living within us. It's vested within us. And there's a book that Eddie shared with me mm. roughly about a year ago. Oh, thank you, man. It's called, yeah, Big Magic is the book by Elizabeth Stewart. Do you want to take a minute to just talk about Absolutely. We'll be having a link in the description of uh, whatever this platform is um, with that uh, book so you guys can read it yourself. Um, I'm a huge fan of Audible. I love using that as well. Hopefully there'll be a link for that as well. Big Magic really changed my life. Um, and I think really moving to Nashville had the same effect. I realized that what I wanted to do was a job, and there were others. And that, you know, creativity is truly a spirit that we channel. It's, it's an energy, you know. Everyone always claims they have the next big idea. It's like, oh, yeah, like, I mean, I thought about Uber before Uber was playing, you know. You know, everyone says that, but did you actually make the Uber? Did you go out and work? And so the cool thing about Big Magic is it really focuses on that first part. It's like honoring the ideas and then making them come to life is the second part. And I don't know, man, like even with songwriting, it's helped me a lot. Like I love the way that you said, you know, like, is this best for the song? And I think we kind of forget stuff. It's kind of dumb. You know what I mean? I like, you know, I'll go into co-writes and people are like, oh, right. So we're going to make a song that sounds like Boss of the People plus Soccer Mommy. And then we're going to have some weird Phoenix thing going on. And it's like, yeah, that's good for the industry. But the industry, what's the core of all of it? You know, the core of all of it is, do you write songs that move people? Do you write songs that are undeniably good? Um, Is it compelling? Is it authentic? That's where all that stuff comes from. And so I think starting it from principles and starting it, you know, at the end goal, like, what's the goal? Do you want someone to dance? Do you want someone to reconnect with themselves? What are the questions that you're uh, asking them? How are you answering them within yourself? Um... Is kind of where you kind of like, I don't know, Big Magic really began that big snowball effect for me, treating uh, what I did as a job and as what I did as sacred. Mm-hmm. You mentioned, <clears throat> what's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. What, what's mm-hmm. the message, I think is another way of saying that, and, and encouraging ourselves to actually answer the question from mm-hmm. within, 
right? Because if we can answer that question and become clear on exactly the type of feeling that we may be experiencing in the moment, right, then that's how we're able to channel it. And suppose stemming from the idea of, of getting a job out here, right? Like you said, oftentimes you, your creativity was being measured by certain metrics that don't necessarily mm. do justice to these qualities that yeah. are inherent within the generation that, that we're a part of, right? And I suppose my question is, where do we draw the line between being an advocate for inspiration and creativity mm. and allowing that to just really, you know, speak loudly through everything that we do versus sort of, quote, dumbing it down, for lack of a better term, so that people might be able to jive with what we're saying a little bit more, right? Because not everyone's going to get it, right? As a creative person, you can't expect everyone to get it right off the bat. So where do you draw that line? And just as an example, I'll, I'll use my resume as an example. On my resume... Man, that thing looks wild, dude. It's it, wild. Looks, it looks like a piece of art. Seriously, yeah. like I, I've kind of. I'm gone. so excited to see it today. We're doing a small resume critique uh, later. I don't know if this will be included, but thank you. I've gone weird with it, you know. Like there are some words on there that aren't even actually words. They're words <laughs> that I've made up. Um, yeah. And I suppose like my intention is to get them to ask, right? Like, okay, well, what is this? So we can go a little bit deeper. But there's another part of me that says, no, take those things off. Right, we want to get ourselves in the door so that we're actually in the room with these people. We don't turn them off before we even have that opportunity. So where do we draw that line between honoring creativity versus honoring the opportunity? I think you said something really creative and really good, I, and I kind of like clung to it, and I kind of had the answer to the question through listening. Um, we have to get to the ask. The whole mission is we know that we're good, we know that we're creative, we know that we're compelling, we know that we're better than the competition, and we've proven that through our actions as creatives. And if you truly have, you know that you have. But it's getting to the ask. You know, how many events have I made today on Nation where, you know, open mics and I'm like trying to put their, their stuff on the, on the, you know, that platform, trying to promote their event, but they don't have a single high resolution uh, press photo available online. I can't find a single picture that's usable for the press. And I have to use a stock photo, and it's great. You know, it's a cool little unsplash. Shouts out to the hipsters of unsplash that made that. You know, and it looks great. But I think I realized through maturity that, like, you know, if you know you've got it, it's almost like you have to be able to show it to the right people at the right time so they get it. If you got it, you got to make them get it. And so I think you know, I went and I paid for a resume writer uh, to professionally redo my resume, and they used. Uh, various software and programs that mimicked uh, the various software and programs that recruiters use to scan for keywords and resumes. Um, and it's simply just changing your title. It's simply just realizing that the money's out there, the opportunities are out there, you're needed. You know, Grant Cardone, uh, I think it was on Shark Tank, I got one of his free little like pay for shipping books and it came with this giant bumper sticker and it said, who's got my money, right? And you can take that, you know, as like a, I'm going to make money, like flex, 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 diamonds, money, little pump. But it's like, really, it's really what that's asking. And I was start crying when I was, actually, I did cry when I read the book because it basically said, look, you know you have value. You know what you do is good. You know, like, people want it. And you've seen it. And the question is, is who is willing to trade money gladly, happily, win-win? for those skills and that skill set. So I think just reframing everything and realizing that you do have value, people do like you, you do offer something great, but how are you adding value to those that have the money that want to showcase your talent? Are you making it easy for them to showcase your talent? Are you fulfilling a need in the marketplace? Are you fulfilling a need with your listenership? Are you giving a place for your listeners to go? Are you giving a place for your listeners to grow and talk to each other and communicate? You know, it's really just simply sitting down and breaking down all the paradigms, breaking down all the walls and saying, well, if I'm a fan of the killers right now, how do you know it? How do I talk to people about it? Um, where do I go for new events and upcoming things? And just kind of making that work for you and looking at the competition, but not doing it in a mimic way where I need to be like them. I think it's where a lot, where a lot of us get lost, you know, like... How, you know, how many times have I been told, oh, you sound like this artist and everything. And that's great. That's a good way to, you know, it's like, it's like shooting a target. You know, you, you kind of, 
you know, you're, you're starting out with a little, uh, I don't want to use the gun range example because of recent events and just like, I don't want to get into that, but like, you're, you're, you're kind of missing a little bit, you're starting to get a little bit closer, and then eventually you hit that bullseye, and I think that's the same thing with getting to the ask. It's like, whoa, this guy is really good, um, he's unique, he's creative, but he's not so crazy that he won't be able to do the job that I need him to do. He's not so driven that he will totally not make this his priority. And so you kind of have to learn to do the dance. And like for me, I'm, I'm finding a lot of freedom in finding specialized work that you know you're really good at, that also would provide the platform and the opportunity for flexibility and as a side income. And being upfront saying, hey, look, I'm in a rock band, I'm in Nashville, I've done all these events, I've worked all these jobs. But finding a community and a place that goes, actually, thank you for doing that. We need this jack of all trades. We need this experience. Go out and play those shows. Talk about it. And then we're going to incorporate, you know, this job into your life. But that really starts, though, with you. You know, I did a, a five-day VA training program. Shouts out to, I think it's Hannah Dixon. I'm not sure who it is, who made that. It was great. But throughout the process, I realized really quickly that I didn't even need it anymore. Because after day one... She, you know, and I was like rushing around, oh my gosh, I'm just reacting, right? And I'm not trying to be Adam Levine or, or give skincare, but you know what? This the year, the word of the year is being proactive. You feel me? Um, Dairy Free 2018 for that, but like for the skin life, but you know, looking hydrated. But I think like with being proactive, it's saying, okay, before I just start putting my head in the dirt like an ostrich, what job do I want? What do I do? Who am I? What can I offer? And one of the questions that I really liked that she asked was, what do your friends ask you for or ask you to do or like want from you? And what do your friends think you're good at? And it sounds so nuts, but I just started calling the band, calling my parents and having them tell me in their words, Eddie, like I come to you for blank. I know without a shadow of a doubt at the end of the day, everyone's going to bail, but I come to you for what? And having people that you, that you know, people that you really don't know sometimes, like, or you know briefly, like in casual conversation or informal conversation, telling you, hey, like, Eddie, like, I love, you always made me feel like the most important person in the room. Uh, you are create, super creative. You're super good at, like, short marketing blurbs. Or things like that. Or taking the things that they say, like you're, my mom or someone being like, oh, Eddie, you know, you sing great or whatever. But like taking those simple things and then either zooming in or zooming out to kind of have them match the same resolution or the same frequency of the job market is really the crucial thing. It's like, oh, man, like I'm really good at, you know, being the most uh, excited person in the room. Well, how does that work into a job? And what that really ends up being is I'm an advocate for a brand. And like realizing those those verbs, okay, well, okay, branding, what is branding? Uh, shout out to Udemy, uh, I'll hopefully put an affiliate link in the description. Um, it's changed my life, you know, classes are like 11 to $20 on there. You can get a class, I'm certified to be a life coach soon, just from Udemy. Um, start taking classes on your field. Oh, I wanna do social media. Well, what social media jobs are available? Shouts out to Upwork. Look at the app. What's the marketplace? You know, I used to sell stuff on eBay growing up, and the key with eBay always was don't look at the buy now. Look at the active bids. Where, what money is on the table for what, you know? And get feedback. I think feedback and failure is, is basically my biggest um, strength. You know, I just kept going. I have the Nashville is worth it thing I painted in the basement of Fairview with the freaking spiders and the fly infestation. I worked at the Target, um, went back to the Target, you know, last week and bought furniture from a new apartment in Franklin. Three years later, you know, they rec they recognized me at the realtor's office or the leasing office here. I was the guy that, crowd that couch served here three years ago, but we're back. And I think, you know, I don't know. I think just the key with it is, is figuring, though, and the thing is, I think for me, is I, I spent so much time, so much of the, the artist, um, walk is the rebellion against the system. I think like being like, I don't need you guys. Like I'm going to burn the cubicle. Like I don't need a title. I don't need a label. I'm going to put freaking crazy stickers on my resume with bubble paint, puffy paint and have like, you know, 3d Pokemon cards, like, you know, hot glue to the back. Cause I love Pokemon, you know, just going crazy. And that's good. 
But all that's saying is, hey, I think I'm better than you because I'm not willing to play by your rules a little bit. Hey, I'm not really uh, mature enough to understand the job market. Hey, I have no experience. That's what those things say. And now, you know, I was upfront about who I am. I was upfront about my intentions, and I figured out the best way to fit my future into their vision as well. And whether or not I'm at Unation for five years or ten years or a year, you know, I'm gonna know. Like, hey, I gave it the best I got while I was here. I've always been upfront about who I am, and thank you for having me. And I'm not insecure about my job. I know that I'm good at making events. I know that I'm good at finding events. I've done it since I was like, you know, 16 years old. Social media, you know, for free. And I've, I've done it. I know what to do. I know the websites. I know how to, you know, plug stuff in. I got the multiple monitors. I got the freaking focus music with the incense and the oils. And I'm like, let's go. But I think getting to a place where I can demonstrate, which is which is the key factor to getting to the ask. It's demonstrating. That you can do the job through your experience and through the knowledge that you have of the marketplace and of what's required to do the job. What tools are you using? Can you educate them on the job? Can you educate the job person on the job? If you're worried about, oh, well, you know, I'm a minority, or oh, like I don't really know what I'm doing. If you can walk in the room, and I did this for my first internship. I was a freshman in college. I was competing against all seniors, and I said, look. I know I'm probably not going to get this internship. I'm like, at the end of the interview, I swear to God, I said this, and I said, you know, I got to be honest with you. You know, and they asked me the final question. They said, "What do you think of our website?" And I said, "Honestly, I'll be real with you. Your website's horrible. Your website's so bad." I said, "It's a really outdated website." And they both laughed, and they said, "You're the first person that told us the truth. We hate our website. You, you want to start on Monday?" They gave me the job right there because of the fact that I was honest. And because of the fact that I was willing to tell them the truth and willing to demonstrate, you know, my honest opinion and my knowledge of the company and of the marketplace at the time, I think so many people are trying to be yes men and yes women. But like, really, what employers are looking for is: Are you passionate about their mission? Ask for the mission statement. Ask for what the company values are. What you know? What are your pr- company principles? You know, Lyft. You know, I know that you know. Their goal, the mission statement, is to be the world's best transportation. Blah blah blah. I can't finish the rest of it. I'm blocking most of it on my memory. But you know, the four principles are: make it happen, create fearlessly, uplift others, and um, I'm trying to think. I always forget. I feel like I always forget like one of them. Make it happen. Be yourself. And that was. Oh, hey, shouts out. Oops. See you, bye. We're using, we're using cell phones for this. It's amazing. Shouts out to Anchor and T-Mobile for that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the thing, like, what's the company about? Nobody wants to go to work. Plot twist. Nobody wants to be there. Everyone wants to go outside. Everyone wants to frolic around the field. The CEO wants to be on his bass boat. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to be there. Nobody wants to be there. But the ones that want to be there and the ones that brighten the room while they're there and the ones that love it, companies cannot buy that. They can't pay someone enough to be passionate about their brand. And that was the feedback that I got with Lyft was like, well, you know, this guy's never at his desk. We don't really know what he does, and we don't even know if he's really in the rock band or whatever because it sounds too good to be true. Living with a BMX rider and all this crazy stuff, but he loves Lyft, and we and he brightens our day, and like that that kept me there for almost a year. Like despite all the drama, despite you know bosses being fired for HR issues and and various you know attendance issues and what you know and, and miscommunications and stuff. You know, I kept doing my job really well, and you know, they knew that if I was fired or if anything happened, everyone would be sad. I had the cleaning people coming up to me, crying and hugging me, signing the guest book because I talked to them like a person. I asked how they were doing, and it sounds so simple and stupid, but like if you're not talented and you're and you're not smart, as long as you love it and you're happy, you're golden, man. That's like ninety percent of the thing. Like people are bored. I know for a fact right now, Tyler the Creator is bored. I know for a fact right now, Post Malone is bored. I know for a fact right now, Kanye West is bored. They're waiting. They're waiting for the next person to step up and be themselves and create something new that's not just another copy of someone else. And I think the same thing with employers. You know,、um, they want someone that's going to be, you know, passionate, a guaranteed success. And can demonstrate it through their resume and their experience. And if you can do that, you're good.、Mm.
Brilliant, brilliant. A whole lot of life living. Sorry, man, I got some nice coffee and I'm going, baby. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. We love it, man. And, and that's the beautiful thing about about being proactive, right? You know, we're, we're jumping to... You know, we're jumping hoops and, and mm. connecting the dots. Mm. You know, mm. we've got this we've got this record that we're working on called Freaky Genius. Freaky grow, Genius. That's amazing, bro. Thank you. Shut up. Yeah, Jake's verse, it goes, I'm trying to connect the dots. Mental hopscotch. Ooh. I think my brain just formed a new synopsis. I'm done with the old, perfecting this process I'm on. Dude, yeah, synopsis, freaky, freaky. bro. Freaky, freaky. So yeah, that, that freaky record speaks to the nature of why your answer is so brilliant because you really connected a lot of dots from you know asking ourselves what do I do, right? Really get getting clear on the fact that we can ask ourselves questions. Not only can we, but we have to be asking ourselves questions the same way we would ask another person a question. Right? We have to be communicating with ourselves and, and treating ourselves as if we are individuals. What do your friends ask you to do? You know, like that, that was a brilliant, brilliant explanation, Eddie. Just actually going to our friends and family and asking. And that actually led me to realize that growth and consulting and, and writing marketing copy and helping people find their power words and their personal brand, that's, that's a huge part of, of what I do as write an individual. Write that down, please. I mean, I'll write it down. Yeah, and... Um, you know, guys, what we're basically doing, like, the goal of today was hanging out and, like... Uh, I bounce in the knowledge and I love you come over and like let me look at the resume and let me like talk you out now we're doing it you know via podcast and now everyone else can enjoy the knowledge and I'm like so thankful that you just said that because that makes me happy mm. thank you bro. So and, cool. yeah on that note um, there were a couple other points that I want to hit and then I'm going to pull my resume out and we can kind of use that as a way to just I mean if, if you're comfortable with it like I'm down hey so um, yeah I love the, the concept of actually you know feedback and failure and, and asking ourselves, you know, what is the marketplace and, and how can I just jump into it, throw myself into it so that we can learn through experience. Yeah. And also, um, educating the employer, how can I fit my future into their vision? That was huge, you know, because it's not... Thank you for writing stuff down, archiving it, man. Thank you. Because awesome, it's not meant to be this painful search where, like, we have to conform to society and kill our dream and all of these things that, that seem to be so dramatic about even just the nature of going and getting a job. Like, you're not... You're meant to be working in a place that values your strengths... But first and foremost, you got to be proactive about knowing what those strengths are. Yeah. Getting to know yourself on a knowing really yourself, intimate yeah. level. And, and that's what's so cool about the resume. Don't think of the resume as a platform for you to showcase who you are. Think of it as a platform for you to explore who you are. Mm. Right? So often we, we, we think of... You know, the platform, the idea of the platform, right? We have these social platforms, okay? Like Instagram, Snapchat, you know, Facebook, all of these. And they're platforms for us to showcase who we are, right? We post pictures to show other people. But we have to we have to make that fundamental shift in our minds that these aren't platforms that exist for the purposes of, of, of us showcasing who we are. They're about exploring who we are yeah. and, and turning them inside to be more of an introspective reflection type thing. Uh, definitely I think it's a key to explore who you are through the resume process the key thing with resume is, is you're basically framing who you are and the cool thing is, is you can reframe as many times as you want and you frame it per the job you read through the job and you say okay what are the requirements in the day to day of this job okay cool and you say well how can I do that and what have I done that's demonstrated that I can do that and I think that was one of the biggest strengths that I've learned is if it's not relevant, it's not on the resume. That's the thing. How many people have sent me resumes for social media at Lyft when I worked there and they had camp counselor and YMCA swim coach on the resume? If someone even sees that, you're in the trash bag. You're in the trash bin, sorry. You're gone. You're gone. Like, it's done. Like, you're, you're not in the running because you didn't take the time to curate who you are for that job. That's like what they want. They want someone that's going to go, hey man, I read the website, uh, I had a few broken links, but it's totally cool, I'd love to tell you guys about it more, but not like, you know, don't open with that, but that's there. You know, you know like, oh, I love your social, you know, uh, very bright colors, love the theme. Uh, you know, you know, in the interview process, one of my big Trump questions was any questions, I said, well, what's your mission statement? They didn't even know. And, and eventually they got back to me with it, and it was so cool, and it aligned with what I thought it was. 
But, you know, to, you know, Unination is to connect the world through events. I love that. That's amazing. And I, I didn't really know that in the process, but, like, it's like you're not going to find a company with a mission statement if you don't ask. You're not going to find a job that's remote if you don't ask. If you're not typing in remote and you're typing in, oh, what jobs are remote, what jobs are available that are remote, how to get a remote job, people just don't take the 20 minutes, 30 minutes to just look up something. And if you ask someone something that you can Google, you're not in the running. And honestly, to be real with you, if people in my life, like straight up, like no shame to anybody, but if you ask me something that you can Google easily, I'm thankful that you're communicating with me and I'll I'll give you an answer. But I'm probably taking a step away from you because I don't have people in my life that are not proactive. I just don't. Big wins, big wins. Uh, I want to also all love them. Contrib- all one, all love, all one. I want to also contribute that while the first step might be using these platforms to explore introspectively and and you know explore who we are, right? Using the resume or social platforms as a way to to discover who we are. The next step, like Eddie said, is evolving that initial step into a second document, right, or a third document, depending upon how many you know different opportunities folder, we're looking you know, at. Like yeah, a we, whole, a whole, yeah, yeah, a whole folder where we can keep mm. you know the the entire trajectory of our journey of, of different opportunities that we've curated our resume for, because that's what's so important about about understanding the nature of shape shifting, right? You know, energy energy is always moving and evolving and we have to be able to shape shift to still maintain integrity mm. in terms of who we are while being able to still curate and, and understand that they have a story, right? It's all story based. Remember, you know, the nature of the story. Yeah, even if it's the most bland, uh, you know, lame, you know, serial Oh man, the fireplace is popping right now. Amazing. Shouts out to that, of the fire logs, the Java logs. But, you know, even if it's the most boring company, right, it's Nancy. You know, Nancy works at, you know, Nancy from accounting, and it's an insurance firm, and they have literally no artwork on the walls. Nancy has a story. Nancy has things that she likes to do. Nancy has things that she enjoys. And so look around the office during the interview. You know, figure out, okay, well... You know, what worked last week? What, what what was really great for your company? Where are you guys headed? Oh, well, great. Well, I, you know, you, you guys do an annual barbecue? Oh, awesome. Like, I'm passionate about barbecue. I have my own smoker at home. Obviously, don't make things up because they'll know if you make things up. But I think it's just really crucial. I think really starting off, okay, like you said, principle, discovery, funneling that into a resume template form. And then the last step is curating who you are to them and making the connection and so that comes through with LinkedIn mm. and very cool I'm, I'm excited to explore the idea of LinkedIn um, but I also want to just take a yeah, second please. to be vulnerable and say a big a big issue that I've been running into mm. I wouldn't call it an issue I'd, I'd call it more of a, a growth pain right like Thank you. You know, because sometimes growing and, and evolving and changing can can be painful. You know, it's, it's not it's meant to also be also careful. Well, thank you guys for gonna shout out the way Blake has taught me to reframe the words I use. Um, because what we say is who we are, really, at some point. And growth pain is a really, really cool way of saying things. And when you start viewing your life as a journey and with a mission and a goal and um, evolving, you start being a little bit easier on yourself. And you start realizing that it's okay to play. It's okay to be growing younger. It's okay to be a kid sometimes. It's okay to not know, but it's not okay to stay there. But continue. Mm, truly. So the idea is basically this. The growth pain is this. You know, I've found this amazing passion for for storytelling and life and, and love and music. And my avenue for channeling all of that has recently been a new duo, a music duo that I started with my older brother. It's called Growing Younger Entertainment Group. And, you know, at this point, you know, my dream is to be able to work full time on, on Growing Younger. And I think that's, that's a big dream that we all have, right? Being able to work full time on our passion, doing what we love. But the reality is I have to be able to leverage my strengths in the now to be able to create realistic opportunities that are bringing capital and income into my life that I can then reinvest back into my business, right? 
because that's a great way to grow. It's going to be an amazing way for, for me to meet new people that will potentially act as assets for growing younger. But I've been struggling with that idea of, of my loyalty, right, to my personal brand. Like, how can I be channeling my energy towards a different company when I have this beautiful child that I'm meant to be taking care of? And I think that's something that a lot of, a lot of people in our generation right now and, and really any generation, anyone who's alive right now and who respects the fact that there are opportunities in the marketplace and, and within the nature of just creating the big idea, we're struggling with that idea of how do I respect my passion and my love for what I do while still actually making a living. Dude, thank you for that. Honestly, like, uh, got a nice coffee break, you know what I'm saying? I really liked what you just said. It was like the the mother or the the nurturing, right, of the creative idea. And I thought about my own mom. Shouts out to the island, my number one mom. She's listening on Instagram. My mom's the best mom in the world. Why? Well, she had practice first with her, her younger brother. She raised him a lot, and she did Sunday school for years and, and raised those kids. And she was a teacher and raised those kids. And I think a lot of the times we think in our head, man, if I'm not doing this full time, man. It's trash. I'm, I'm cheating myself. And I broke that paradigm a while back, and I was like, man, the starving artist thing isn't real. You're just lame. Like, you're not successful. Like, you're not working hard enough. That's why you're starving. And a lot of people in Nashville, like, no shade anybody, but, like, they wear this big thing, like, oh, man, I'm broke. Like, I'm living the dream. Like, I'm just going to, you know, eat, you know, freaking canned beans and, and record music all day. That's stupid. That's not being smart. That's not being the who you are. That's being dumb. That's choosing that life. That's choosing laziness. For me, you know, I think I realized quickly that, you know, how can I best serve growing younger by taking this valuable knowledge of real world experience? Like for me, like Payday K, I'm about to launch the merch store with drop shipping. I'm about to do all these targeted Facebook ads. Shouts out to Aaron. I'm about to do all this stuff because I learned on someone else's dime. I got paid to learn. With Monk, I got paid to learn with these various jobs, with Lyft. I got paid to learn, you know, and I think if you reframe it as a job is a paid learning opportunity, whether you like it or not, the most valuable information you're going to get is in the real world, in the battlefield, in the fray. You know, all my band, you know, they're, they're tour veterans. They know what's up. And that's why they're in my band, because I hadn't really toured that much. I'm like the little artist in the room that writes the songs and then like pieces out onto the sets over and just can't deal with it. But, you know, these guys know what loading means. These guys know what bus call means. These guys know what, you know, the different cables are and the running tracks and, you know, setting up the table and, like, A&R. And they know all this stuff they've done. You know, I, I said it to my associate, Unation. You know, it was amazing. He, Joe, shouts out to Joe. He's amazing. And I said, hey, man, this is my first rodeo. You know, and it wasn't disrespectful, but it was like, hey, man, this is my first rodeo. And I think with uh, artistry and stuff, keep backpedaling. And realize that this isn't your first rodeo. You know, like how many things, how many rodeos have you been the championship of? I'm saying right now with Blake, he, you've done so much that other people have not done that companies would value right now. This isn't your first rodeo. The resume is not your first rodeo. The resume is a reflection of you. It's not you. It's a reflection of you. And in order to get that good reflection, you gotta polish the mirror up, you gotta set it up right. It's like Zelda, that one temple in the desert with the little, the crazy lights, and you gotta like reflect everything to open up the, you know, Indiana Jones style Temple of Doom, crazy reflection code. That's what the resume is, is how are you reflecting yourself? And you know what? Like, I love emojis. I have emojis everywhere. Emojis are on my LinkedIn. Who cares, right? Because I can prove that I'm good. But if you don't have proof of what you do, that's going to turn somebody off and think this person is not professional. They've never done this before. That's the biggest thing you got to avoid is this, they haven't done this before. And also, those of you that are younger, either play up to being young or play down to being young. Like, I think for me, like... I was like super excited and fresh face and stuff, but I wasn't respected because they there's a lot of ages in, in 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 the marketplace with people like I don't know it's hard we're competing against people twice our age for the same jobs it's kind of nuts um, and I think being able to combat that with your presentation you know I didn't wear the, you know I'm wearing my crazy uh, Mario mushroom earring right now I didn't wear that in the interview you know but it wasn't like I was hiding it but it was like I'm gonna wear the cool button up Nashville shirt. 
I'm gonna. What What are the best practices? I think best practices and principles. This is what Jake always would say: principle based. What are the best practices? How can I best position myself for success with these interactions? Because truly, man, like a lot of the times, you know, as a creative and as an artist, we've seen so much of the world. We've felt so much of the world. We know what it's like to sit on the porch and talk about God for three hours, look at the little tree, and we love it. But the people that are hiring us. They're getting 50 to 100 resumes a day on their desk. And if there's any, again, I wanted to say this, eliminate the red flags. If there's any red flags, you're out of the running immediately and you lose the opportunity to bless them with who you are. And that's the thing, man. You get to act like you're Kanye. First week it's the floors, next week it's the fries. Whatever you can do that you can own right now, do that. You know, I was a brand ambassador. I, I gave out t-shirts. I got sunburn. I, I just threw away the bag. I had the aloe and the fan and like the little shoe inserts because I was standing out there. You know what I mean? It's crazy. But they said, hey, uh, man, can someone take a picture real quick for the Instagram? I volunteered. I framed it up. And then they go, oh, wait, this is the quickest kid that does the pictures. And he's good at that. Now I could say that I took pictures for order up. Now I can say I took pictures for lift. And that's kind of how these jobs are, man. You got to own it, add the most value, and then flip it for something else, either within the company or somewhere else. If they stop if they stop seeing you for the value that you offer, it's okay to leave. I had so many people that were like, man, Eddie, you can't hold a job, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, no. Like, all my jobs have been there for at least six months to a year. Um, but there was a, there was a roadblock that I hit where I wasn't being valued and honored anymore. And for my own sake, as well as theirs to not waste their time, I'm not going to go into work not loving it every day. I refuse. I refuse to not love every minute of every day. And if I, you know, I understand the grind. I understand there's a time period to keep your head down and work. But if you're not going anywhere, then you need to get going. Mm. And a lot of the times my presence isn't really felt until it's not there. And I can't tell you how many employers, like, I've had the entire staff call me and be like, Eddie, we miss you. Come back, please. Like, everyone's depressed without you here. But you know what? They weren't paying me to raise the mood. They were getting that as an added bonus. And the issue is, is when you're getting, not getting compensated for the value that you're offering because they're not even measuring it properly, then you're going to leave yourself in burnout mode. You're going to leave yourself drained. And I think it's just really important to know what you want, know who you are, and then frame that to a place that you can be best seen by those that can hire you. Mm, great words of wisdom. And another question that Thank I you. think you'll definitely have something to, to say on is, what would your word of advice be for the individuals who haven't taken the the common traditional, mm, mm. you know, approach of going to college mm. to gain experience? You know, like how do you leverage the experience and seek to understand what the actual practical value of mm. your life experience is, and how do you frame mm. that if you don't actually have a college degree? For me, uh, because it's not essential. It's it's definitely not essential. It's a it's a key you know it's asset. Me, it's certainly it's an definitely asset. helped me out. I would encourage everyone right now to get an education, um, whether or not that's through Udemy. You're buying marketing courses. You're, you're staying up to date. You can pay $100 on Udemy, get like 10 courses, and be more qualified than a lot of our recent grads. Right, and at this point, there's a lot of people providing free resources online and in the absolutely. form of podcasts, right? I have uh, interviews. 20 with to 30 books I got just pay shipping this month, last month. If I ever see a guru... I printed out like 400 pages before I left Lyft, like low-key, because I have all these PDFs of, hey, uh, I'm a marketing expert. There's a new kick right now in, in the marketing field, in LinkedIn and in Facebook. Um, pretty much Gary Vee started it, and then uh, Ty Lopez and all those guys, the what's-his-face, the Secret Expert Secrets, Underground Secrets book. All those guys started creating marketing funnels, and uh, all these wannabe gurus are coming out, and they give you these little carrots for free. It's a marketing ladder. You start off free, and then you walk on the way up. It's the same thing with the dentist. You go to the dentist, you get a free cleaning, and then you get like a you know inspe- you know a free uh, checkup, and then free clean, and then you pay a little bit for cleaning, and you pay more for braces. You kind of walk up the ladder. What is your value ladder for your employment? What is your value ladder for your creative project? Those are questions that you have to ask, mm-hmm. and I've been asking myself that for a while. I start off with Unation. You know, I'm doing the event curation. Oh, well, I do ambassador programs. Oh, we're about to launch one. Like, we'll keep you in mind. You know, if you can demonstrate that you're good, you can demonstrate that you work above and beyond, we're willing to give you that extra work. And don't take it on too early, but it's what is your value ladder? What is your goal? Hey, I want to be a creative director in five years. 
Well, a lot of people, because of Instagram, are models on Instagram in their bio. A lot of people are creative directors in their bio. But it's trash. All the pictures are trash. What brands have you worked with? What creative work have you actually done? Nothing. Your mom with a camera is, does not make you a model. What agency are you on? Are you on BMI or ASCAP for those artists out there? Do you even know what that is? If you don't, then you know what? Go right now. Pause the podcast and be a member. You got to get your life together. I had to get my life together. I had to let ego, you know, out the door for a second and say, look, even though I can shut it down on the guitar, even though I can shut it down with creative ideas, that doesn't mean anything if I can't demonstrate it in writing. That doesn't mean anything if I can't demonstrate it in the marketplace. And I think, you know, even with resumes, all they want to see is what you've done and places you work. Literally, like every resume critique I've ever gotten is cut everything out, simplify it to this is what you do. Like this, what can you do? What goal do you have? Um, And LinkedIn, same thing, man. Like, do you have videos that if you're, you know, I think everyone should be on LinkedIn. I don't care if you're an artist. I don't care if you're not an artist. Uh, LinkedIn is the new the new Vine, man. It is the new like actual platform that people are actually engaging. My grandma just requested me on LinkedIn, and that's it, man. Because right, we're gonna do live stream. I'm gonna put this on LinkedIn. This is gonna be the you know space station affirmation cozy commander you know episode one uh, career career fair. Hello, how's it going? I used to work at the career office. Shout out to Jeff Rabin Cedarville. Um, I learned a lot from him because, and we learn a lot from those that are the most different than than us. And I've been saying that for a long time. Respect the business-minded people that are boring and, and would never sing a song in front of everybody else. They have a lot to teach you. Because if you can learn the skill sets that they have, if you learn their tips and tricks, what else can you do? Like, who can stop you if you have their tips and tricks? You know, think about how many label meetings for those artists out there. What if you say, oh, yeah, actually, I, I, this is my uh, ROI. Return, this is my return on investment in ad spend. If you said that to someone at a label at Capital, they're going to pee their pants. Because they're going to go, oh my gosh, this person's woke. I can't take advantage of them. I can't say all this bu- these buzzwords. Look up the buzzwords. How many times have I said something to somebody like, oh yeah, man, I'm going to use Espresso, or I'm going to you know, do this, and we're going to do Facebook targeting ads, or blah, blah, blah. And they go, oh, I don't really know what that is, but like, I, that's your thing, Eddie. You're like, you're the expert. I'm not the expert. I just took five minutes and Googled it. I have a whole PDF of, of uh, Google, you know, AdWords, a Google dictionary of the new technology on my bookshelf I printed out. You know, oh, Eddie, like, uh, our design's trash. Okay, cool. Um, what's the style guide? Oh, okay. Style guide examples. I have Walmart's 2018 style guide that they made. It's available online. Printed it out. Looking at it. Reading it. Consuming free information. Um, and I think just finding what, whatever the problem is and finding how you're the solution. Right, that's the whole thing. It's like, okay, cool. A lot of the times with interviews and stuff, man, real talk, you'll interview with people, they don't even know what they want. They think they know. But if you really know, you tell them what they want and then you make your own job out of it. And you make that space for yourself, you know. For me, you know, Unation, it's remote. It's amazing. I'm gonna go to events um, for Unation, take the content. And I, I chose this job, and I accepted it, and I interviewed, and I was passionate about it because it was all authentic because I know that I can do a good job, and I know that I love the company. I know what, I love what they're about, and I love the flexibility of the position, and I'm willing to work through these early stages to get to where I want to go. And a lot of people just stop at the first you know door that closes. You know, like, it, hey, I want to be a, a model. Okay, cool. Like, you know, have you been to a shoot? Oh, I'm not pretty enough yet. I'm going to work out and get thin. Well, what what does aperture mean? Do you, do you have a camera? Do you know like what the camera is going to do when you do certain poses in different lighting environments? Because a lot of the times, if you're that good, you have to vibe up the person that's gonna, that's low enough to work with you in the early stages. How many writes have I done where I wrote 75%, 80%, 90%, 95% of the song? A lot of them. And all my friends and family who... You know, my advisors, Eddie, you know what, man? Like, you don't need the band. I'm not saying the band's that, you know, percentage at all. I'm just saying this as an example. You don't need uh, the other writers. You're better than them. Yeah, I'm better than them right now, but am I making any money right now? And do they know someone that has money? Who cares? Someone said this to me, man, and I think it's a quote out there, but it's like the power that creatives have is we never have to stop creating more. We can keep creating more. So, like, how many bands have I had that have failed? How many solo acts, Lindenbrook, uh, Cult Classic, 
Eddie, Eddie Island, you know, I changed it to E-Y-E-L-A-N-E, and then regular island, and the band was called Island, and it was paid vacation, now it's paid vacay. How many new things have I developed? How many resumes have I had? I have probably 30 copies of a resume from all the way from middle school, trying to work at the Giant Food. You know, what happened was, I went in, I was a bagger boy. My first job when I was like 14, 15, 16 years old, I was a bagger boy at the grocery store. But I talked to the customers, and I was so fun and friendly that they pulled me off the line within a week and said, hey, we're going to get you on free samples. You're too good for this. You have to be too good for it, and you have to really, really own it. Add that value. Act like you're the manager of the store and care about the store. Really, really care. You know, and don't, don't, don't distract yourself from your core principles and the things that you need to accomplish. And don't go wipe and dust the whole store down when there's a customer waiting for a smoothie. But my God, double check if it's locked. Be there on time. And if you can't be there on time, find a job that doesn't require that. Plot twist, sometimes it's not required. Some days I start at 9, some days I start at 9.30, and they ask me, Eddie, when do you want to start? You know what I mean? And I've worked to that point, but I've also been willing to be within compliance at Lyft, where you're three minutes over the thing and you get written up for it. I've also survived that. I know what that's like, and I made it. And, and you know what happened? I had to stretch myself. And those are things that I wasn't comfortable with as a creative, as an artist. You know, how many band practices have I had people just show up late? That's what it, you know, that's the culture, and that's just what it is, but be Rise above the culture. Rise above that. Stop telling yourself that you can't do it. Oh, I can never work in a place like that. Well, what if you did it? What kind of cool desk would you have? How would you change it? How would you make it better? Are you asking about work from home opportunities? You know, I developed, I helped develop the Warby Parker work from home program in Nashville. I was one of the first participants. And, you know, uh, there was a few holes in the program, like, you know, overnight num- or late night numbers weren't as high as daytime numbers, but they were held to the same standard. And, you know, not finding a full-time position. I love Warby Parker, honestly, a great company. And I ended up taking something else that was more marketing and content focused full-time. But, you know, with Lyft, you know, we had work from home when the weather was bad. Well, what about work from home when the weather wasn't bad? I got met with a copy and paste response. And that's okay, but that's a demonstration of how I was valued. Whether or not I liked it or not, that's the hard facts. Um, and I think with everything, it's what jobs are actually available? What jobs have you gotten a response from? That's that's another thing. I can sit there right now and go, I'm going to go apply to be... I mean, I've had so many friends tell me that they're working for Red Bull. or I mean, I've done that too. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to go work for um, Complex Magazine. And it was true. I applied for Rated Reds in Nashville. But, you know, no one got back to me, but it was cool at the party. It was cool at the social function to say I was doing all this stuff. I know a lot of people, man, that they're uh, creative consultants and working part-time and doing social media strategy, but they can't even pay their rent because they're actually on 1099 and they're making, like, you know, ultimately, like, minimum wage because they're, they're only making, like, you know, 30 hours a week, 20 hours a week, you know. And it's one of those things where it's like, man, go work for Uber and make actual money driving. And work 10 hours a week somewhere that's relevant for you. Always put food on the table and do it smart. You know, I think a big thing for me is maximizing the the money that I'm earning every day. Maximizing my mindset and headspace to where I'm not going to put myself in an environment that's going to lower my vibration or lower who I am. But still maintaining that, that, that income standard. And when you meet those two in the middle, it's a beautiful thing. And the way to do that is getting to the ask knowing who you are, tailoring the resume for the position, eliminating the red flags, and then making it, last thing is making it an easy thing. The whole thing's got to be so easy. Hey, you know, I've asked this question to a lot of people, man, and it disarms them. The Bible talks about how kind words, you know, uh, turn away wrath. And I say this a lot. I'm like, what's the easiest way for for you for this to happen? Or, you know, what's the best time for you? What's the best, uh, what kind of candidate are you looking for? And then you can kind of counter with, oh, well, actually, like, thinking on your feet, I recommend anyone that wants to interview, uh, do some improv exercises. Go online, Google improv comedy, go online and improv uh, speeches. Shouts out to uh, Derek Green um, for the improv speech class where we would go in the front and we'd have various strips of paper and I'd do a five-minute speech after 10 seconds of reading it because of the fact that now when I'm pivoting, Pivoting is key. It's it's the evolving and the pivoting. In the interview, it's like, well, what candidate are you looking for? We'll pivot. Okay. Well, actually, I can do that because of X, Y, and Z and be confident about it. Um, but, yeah, we'll take some more questions. I think the uh, 
the time's uh, running out for the app just now, but we're going to uh, have the next segment coming up soon. Enjoy some more Danger Incorporated. All right, guys, it's segment two of the podcast. Um, thank God I uploaded. I was a little worried about Anchor not uploading the podcast, but uh, we made it. Um, we're sitting down right now looking at Blake's resume. Um, really, really extraordinary stuff. Uh, I actually brought out my resume that was critiqued by Creative Circle, um, uh, the New York-based one, not the one locally, um, their new office here. And there's a lot of stuff that I think people are doing wrong, and they don't really realize that I was doing wrong too. Um, companies don't want to see a bio. They don't want to see random bullet points. They want to see what have you done and what have you done at those places that's extraordinary? What have you done in those places that can be translated into an awesome candidate for the current position? And they also want to see you know, things they recognize, names they recognize, numbers they recognize. Um, Facebook, they want to see uh, you know, what companies you've worked for. Uh, where, you know, is your LinkedIn active? Do you have reviews on LinkedIn of the internships that you've worked in various places that you've you know, been at. Um, so yeah, we're working through. Uh, it's it's amazing. Amazing, amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, the example today, I guess, is you know, Blake is is kind of talking me through some stuff. Uh, he. Drives every day to Belmont, you know, down Music Row, like a classic, you know, amazing <laughs> Belmont student would. And uh, there's a company there called Diamond Eye. Um, it's amazing. He the, the, the logo's caught his eye. He's done some research. They're redoing their website. They're redoing their Facebook. It's kind of jumbled. And now, you know, we're reaching out directly through LinkedIn. And we're reaching out to the CEO and saying, hey, I, I'm passionate about your company. I like how it looks. I like the location. I have a weird vibe about it. How can I add the most value? And how can I, you know, be a part of it in some way? So, yeah, I mean, I, I wish this was more well planned. It kind of was just like a weird lunchtime, first time project. Uh, be sure to be on the lookout for some new stuff from me. Uh, I'll be recording a lot of random podcasts, talks about life, talks about God, space station affirmation, things that have helped me make it through or made it through. Uh, this crazy life. Um, be on the lookout as well for awesome entrepreneurial updates uh, for Cozy Commander. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm launching an e-commerce store called Cozy Commander, cozycommander.com, making the world a little more cozy. And uh, through that, uniting people at work and uh, helping them be themselves um, through comfort. Fight with fluff, baby. Yeah, and also Pay Vacay is going to be releasing um, our debut uh, album, uh, four song, uh, Emotional Cowboys, Volume 1. Excited for that. Be on the lookout for that coming in the future, as well as uh, various music videos and content from us. And I'm also going to be releasing um, some projects from Indie Island, uh, some solo stuff, maybe some introvert weekend stuff with Gabe and whoever else I work with. Uh, be on the lookout for that. And I'm also playing at the uh, Bow Store at Opryland for a little showcase uh, by myself, Acoustic Showcase, April 20th. And uh, I believe in June we have a show with Chris. Shout out to Chris from Live, Chris uh, Champion, the boy. But yeah, I love everyone. Thanks for listening. This is why we're using the app. And uh, yeah, back to uh, the day job. Peace and love. Uh, tuning out of Space Station Information. And you're on the island and you're also on pay vacation, baby.